everything I do, you bitches got a problem with it. Welcome. <laughs> Carry to on. Don't cut me off. Let me finish. I take a shit. You got a problem with it. I'm back Carry at it on. again. Let's get ready to rock and roll, hey, baby. You make it like it's about dude. You know what it's about that. You know what the fuck you did, nigga. Every time I come back, I, I come back you just a little bit more harder. Let's rock it. For the record, I am Muslim first. Where should I begin? I'm a general. I'm one of the men. ABPSN. I'm hospitable. Respect the grid, but we cannot be friends. Social media. I'm not promoting criminal intent. Big spinner. Get the business deal when killer get consent. Whoever play don't want they family members. I'm going to set a trend. Buy my head and sell stuff for love. Forgive me What's for going on, man? Welcome to the party. I am GD. Don't cut me off, man. Let me finish what the hell I got to say. Yeah. How everybody doing today? A lot of people say, hey man, you don't drop as much as you used to drop. Man, I got a lot of shit going on. Trying to get my shit together, you know what I'm saying? Big moves, big things. <laughs> but best believe, when I get a chance, I'm gonna drop one. It's been a while though, but I still hear dumb, crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like, God damn, man. Y'all make me come back on this month every time. So, let me uh, start off with uh, grinding my gears like I always do. You know what I'm saying? So, today, man, I'm grinding my gears with Lionel Hollins. Now, this ignorant brother. Always say something stupid. He part of the Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, Dumb Comic Crew, and uh, Heavy Beard Perkins. He part of the he part of the entertainment crew. He ain't part of the Big Common Sense crew. So that means everything he do is to get attention. It ain't to make a common sense statement. Have a valuable argument. It's to cause the world to be like, what? What? What, what, did, he just, what did he just say? So, we're going through this debate right now about who is the greatest basketball player right now. Who is the best player in the league? So, the statement was made to him. And, again, I respect his... Um, view but dude come on man let's not let's not do that so again my opinion is the best player right now whether he's in the finals or not is Giannis Atanakupo so this brother's gonna say he don't know who the best player is right now he gonna say it goes game to game it could be Steph Curry. It could be Jason Tatum. Who knows? Curry can go off for 50. He's the best player in the league. Tatum can go off for 45. He's the best player in the league. What the what? Who in the fizzle makes that type of statement that used to play basketball in the NBA? Now, let me not go too far because... I've never been in a professional league. But visually, this dude is a scrub. 
so I expect him to make scrub comments. So once again, you go, doctor. Don't know what to say, so let me make it about entertainment. I'm not giving nobody no skits on here today. I'm pure talking. So I don't even want to hear his voice. That's why I didn't put it on. But again, my thing is, God damn, why you just can't answer the question correctly, man? Why it got to be all that extra stuff? Why it got to be all that? This is the same person when Giannis was on his championship run was making a statement that Giannis wasn't the best player and the Bucks wasn't going to win. Then had to turn around and eat his shit after the Bucks did exactly what everybody said he was going to do. And Giannis elevated like everybody knew he was going to do. Just like Heavy Beard Perk. Had to lift that beard to admit that he made a mistake. But he ate his humble pie. That's what you like to see. But see, you don't have to eat humble pie if you just don't say dumb stuff. But again, can we call people takes dumb? We have to be respectful of, of their opinion. But hell, man, Lionel Hollins, Lionel Hollins, hey, I'm, I'm even butchering his name, but it needs to be butchered. That's just nonsense. The answer is, the best player in the league right now is Giannis. And that's just my opinion. Not Tim. Not Curry. What happens to go be going on right now is Boston and Golden State are in the finals. That does not mean because they're in the finals that one of these players is the best player in the league. The best player in the league right now couldn't carry his team. He came up with a formidable opponent. He did everything he could do. He lost his wing, man, and he almost still got there. Didn't get enough help that he needed, and they got put out. But they pushed Boston to seven. Golden State, they were able to slide by Memphis due to their best player getting hurt. But before then, they was getting pushed to the brink. But the point being is, you're going to have injuries. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. When Jordan retired, Scotty didn't have the best player on the planet. But he still almost led the Bulls past the Knicks. But we all know if Jordan was there, they would have got past the Knicks. They probably would have won the championship. But it didn't happen. That's the way it is. Sometimes, your best player, your best role player, is not there. And sometimes, you're taking on a team that got more weapons. It's as simple as that. There ain't no way to sugarcoat it. It's as simple as A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. Why can't we understand that? We ain't got to make no excuses. You know how many times Michael Jordan was the best player in the league but didn't win no championship? You know how many times LeBron was the best player in the league and didn't win no championship? Come on, man. Let's stop the nonsense. Being the best player in the league don't mean you're going to get to the championship every year. 
Jason Tatum is a budding superstar. Budding is like bubbling water. That shit almost boils over, but it doesn't. It bubbles, has a lot of smoke. Jason Tatum getting there, this is fun. And he's going through his growing pains right in front of us. He is a great player. And just because he don't have a good game, sometimes maybe is it defense? Or maybe sometimes you can have a bad shooting day? I don't, I don't, I don't get that part. But you can't label players the best in the league with one year. They gotta have a body of dominance. The body of dominance right now belongs to Giannis. It's just that simple. So, as far as that nonsense that Hollins was spitting, I gotta give him the blowhorn. Please shut the hell up. Don't talk. You are valued as far as your opinion. But if you're gonna make dumb comments, just keep your mouth closed, man. Eat some peanut butter. God damn. Moving on. A few moments later. So, the championship game is coming up. I believe it's tomorrow. And in my, I'm in the opinion that the Boston Celtics is going to win. But every time a team loses, it's over for them. You know, like I said, you're not allowed to watch a game anymore. Pretty much whoever lost the game screwed up. Something happened. It's never that a person just didn't have enough help. Maybe enough shots didn't drop. Defense um, just wasn't good enough. The player on the opposite team had an outstanding game to help elevate his team to the win. It's never just as simple as that. It's always something else. Always, oh man, Jason Tatum. See, every time you got him being that man, he just doesn't show up. So I don't get you. You just don't have bad nights. People just don't play defense. I mean, do a do the opposite of the team post to not set up a scheme or a plan to stop a, the best player? Isn't that what not Boston did? Ain't that what Golden State did when it went against Dallas? Isn't that what the Detroit Pistons created going up against Jordan? Isn't that what the whole league tried to do to stop Giannis? It's called creating schemes to stop players that's hurting you and putting you out of important games and knocking you out of the playoffs. But as soon as a team does that and is successful, there's something wrong with the other team. You got to give credit where credit is due. When someone plays good defense, you give them their roses. Someone plays good offense, you give them their roses. That doesn't make either or bad. It just makes it balance out who's going to do better when you sword fighting the winner of the sword fight is the winner that has the kill or the injury when you go into battle you want all your dogs healthy because if you go up against another team with all their dogs healthy usually the team that's the healthiest is going to win and it's just as simple as that there's no other way to say that or put it in any situation where you want to war, whether it's football, baseball, whenever there's the comment that, man, if I had this player or that player, that's always going to be 
the situation, but injuries is part of the game. Defense is a part of the game. Should I remind you? Come on now. Really? Okay. Stop with the nonsense. If a person have a bad night, doesn't mean anything. Can you give the roses to the defense? Or is it just a, uh, just an all-offensive game now? It's really not that complicated. And I wish people would stop making it complicated. Because it's not. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I have to give the horn to stupidity. <laughs> Moving on, let's get back to normal. So, today, man, I'm just going to be talking about the way we watch sports and how we're so quick to judge and critique everything like it's fucking annoying, dude. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's really fucking irritating. And I'm just, I'm exiting the championship that's going on like right now, but I'm just talking about fucking sports from when a person is dominating or when a poor person is doing well, they're... They're giving all, giving all their roses. They're told how great they is, even the team. But once you hit a slump or a bump in the road, it goes back to what's wrong with this person? What's going on? The last I seen uh, with anything, whether you're a great shooter, whether you are a great golfer, whether you are a great hitter, everyone hits slumps. No one stays hot forever. So explain to me why every time greatness meets adversity, that that person with the greatness is no longer great again. Help me figure that out. So I'm going to give you an example, and I'm going to go off of basketball. I'm just talking about in sports, and I'm going to focus on this particular individual baseball player for the Milwaukee Brewers. His name is Christian Yelich. Now, Christian Yelich was gotten in a trade. Uh, he came to Milwaukee. He played great baseball. He became the face of the franchise. They moved forward with him. They gave him a, 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 a good contract. He basically took a discount because the way he was hitting, he could have got paid more on the open market, but he liked the atmosphere in Milwaukee, so he stayed. Got the contract. He gets hurt. Now, he's getting a lot of money to be what I call the heavy hitter in the lineup, which is basically the leader that basically that you're the best hitter. You, you, you come up with big plays in timely fashions. You are the clutch performer. You are the Barry Bonds of the team. You are the uh, Mike Trout. You are the Aaron Judge. You know what I'm talking about. You just, you're that hitter. We're paying you because you're that man. Now, the in, in, injury he ended up getting, I believe, was a back injury. And it was another injury. But he lost his mojo. Okay? And he hasn't been able to regain it. Now, like with any business, I, I truly do understand this. With any business or with any investment, once your investment stops producing, you fucking get rid of the investment. It's just that fucking simple. But in some incidents where an injury causes you to lose your sting, is what I'm going to say, your, 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 your pop, 
as an investor, well, that money I've already invested, I'm not getting back. I'm going to do anything in my power to get that person back on track, whether it's putting him in better situations, making sure he's 100% healthy, helping out with his confidence, all type of different things. The one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to berate, belittle, or talk about how I paid this person and he's not doing anything. Because it's counterproductive. If I've already paid somebody and it's guaranteed, fuck yeah, I'm upset. Fuck yeah, I want my money back. But the point being is I can't get it back. So I'm not going to do anything in my power by verbally saying anything that's going to be counterproductive to this player. I'm going to do everything in my power to get this player back on track because it's beneficial not only for me, but it's beneficial for the player and organization in order for us to win. So I'm going to keep investing whatever I have to do to help this player to build his confidence. If he can't hit in the third in the third or the fourth uh, slot, I'm going to move him in the first, move him in the bottom, try to give him as many as bats as I can to get him back going. I'm not going to be counterproductive. I'm not going to try to kill his mojo. So when a player gets hurt, we can't constantly think, oh, this player sucks. Do people understand when you get a back injury, that's a devastating injury. In baseball, once you lose your swing or you're not seeing a ball quite as well, it's baseball. You got a ball coming at you at fucking 100 miles per hour. Mike Trout has just won on the worst drought of his life, and he's considered one of the best players of all time. What do you think the Angels did? They didn't already paid him $400 fucking million as a guarantee. Ain't nothing they can fucking do. You wait till he come out the slump. You're not going to cut ties. That means you're cutting ties with $400 million. You're just basically giving it the fucking away. Ain't no fucking way I'm giving away money. You're going to freaking figure it out. I'm going to help you figure it out. And you think the player don't want to figure it out? No, that's bullshit. They do. They want to figure it out. You think a player that's great don't want to be great? Yellis is young. He's not old. He's got to figure it out. The Bucks, not the Bucks, the Brewers got to help them, help him figure it out. You can't just throw your players to the side when they're struggling. You can't just praise them when only they're doing great. When they're doing bad, you got to be there to support them. And as a fan, that's why sometimes fans can suck because you better have thick skin. And depending on what city you're in, they're going to they're gonna raise you like a god. And then they're going to treat you like a peasant. And nothing is off limits. Family, friends, your nightlife, your personal life. Nothing is off fucking limits. So if you're caught eating a burger and you're eating that burger to perfection, they're going to say, why the fuck he can't shoot a jumper? Why in the hell he can't hold defense like, the eats, like he eats that burger? You know, it's, it's nonsense how sports radio looks for things. Right? But this is what I want to get into in just when talking sports and in general of the athlete and the fan and the sports reporter in general as a whole. So, 
It's called accountability, being responsible. As a sports person or a radio personality, you try to be responsible in giving an opinion and saying at least halfway intelligent things, right? We already know it's an entertainment game, so you're going to say dumb things to get your, get your name up, get yourself boosted, right? I get that part. As an athlete, you have to understand that when you play dumbass amounts of money, that's guaranteed, you're going to get criticized. People are watching you. And you don't have to give a care, but the point being is they're going to be on your ass like flies on boo-boo crumbs, okay? You're not going to be able to just escape where you're fucking up at. But a lot of it can be avoided as a player, right? As a fan, you're living through your role model or that player that you like, right? Sometimes you are. And you tend to carry it because you're only looking at you want to win. You want you want success all the time. So whenever someone, whether they're on that team of yours, your favorite team, the coach is stopping your team from doing that, the number one target is that person who you feel that is the key component, whether it's the coach, whether it's the player, whether it's the owner, all of a sudden you suck, right? And 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 then that may be the case, right? It may you may have a bad owner that don't want to invest. You may have a bad player that don't show dedication. You may have a dumb coach that makes dumb decisions, right? But that's part of sports, right? It's always been part of sports. It's all. You know, you get a problem, you find a solution. That's also life. If I have a nail in the tire, the solution is to take the nail out, plug the hole. If the hole can no longer be plugged, I replace the tire. You have a coach that's not doing his job. Ample opportunity. You replace the coach. You have a player that's no longer performing after you engage a lot of opportunity to show that he can get better. You trade or replace or release. But that's always been sports. That's always been jobs. If you're not performing at your job, you lose it. It's not fucking rocket science. But we carry it with such a passion that leads you to say and do dumb things. Right? Like I'm sick of hearing stupid commentator about if a player is struggling or if a player is great or not great. Shit, he obviously great. He's in the fucking NBA. He's obviously great if he's in getting paid, period. First of all, you're winning, right? What the fuck? You're winning. You're making a living playing sports. You're fucking winning. Now, it's when we get into these different categories. Are you Hall of Fame great? Are you superstar great? Are you star great? No, motherfucker. I am professionally great because I'm able to make a living fucking playing a game like shooting a ball in a fucking bucket, throwing a ball off a goddamn mound, hitting a ball that's coming at 100 miles per hour, hitting a hockey puck in a fucking net, hitting a ball in a goddamn hole, playing golf, kicking a ball in a net, Throwing a fucking ball to another grown-ass man. 
playing goddamn defense in all the sports to stop the other team. Hitting the ball over the net, playing tennis, and so on and fucking so on. I'm winning because I'm getting paid to do shit that people want to watch. I'm fucking entertaining. Do you think I'd give a fuck if a person thinks I'm great or not? Nine times out of ten, some people don't. But other people do. And when you become that person that cares, you're listening to everything that people say. And things bother you. Because they're questioning your passion and your greatness. Now, as an athlete, you set traps for yourself. When you're getting $35 million a year and you get on and you make a comment like a Anthony Davis, Mr. Ambulance, and I like Anthony Davis, but he does get hurt a lot. I haven't touched the basketball in X amount of months. Now, as an investor in Anthony Davis, of a man who stays hurt, a man who doesn't play hurt, that fucking annoys the shit out of me. You feel like I've gave you the resources to one, be in peak condition and pay somebody that can help you stay in peak condition. I gave you the resources to think that you're going to continue to hone your craft. Okay. Three, and I gave you the resources so you can make sure that you're making the right decisions to make sure that you're going to help this team continue to win at a high level. I put faith in you that you are going to make all the good decisions. But when you turn around and you fucking don't do that, and you basically bend me over and take my money, then that's a problem. And when you got guaranteed money like that, nobody's trying to hear that shit. Get your ass in the fucking gym. Work on your damn body. Focus on being healthy. You have an aging superstar that's making you look like a clown. LeBron invest in self. But it's a difference from a man that's a billionaire and ahead of time, ahead of his time, along with his team, to someone that's just happy to sometimes be there. And hey, I got the money. I'm financially secure. I'm good. That's not what the fuck you supposed to be on. But if a team is dumb enough to give me the money, then you can't dictate what the hell I'm going to do because it's my money. I'm rich now. I'm in a different bracket. You can't tell me nothing. And a good example of that is James Harden. Ain't no way James Harden supposed to look like 280 pounds on the basketball court. And you supposed to be an important piece to win a championship. The James Harden that you've seen that play with passion was the James Harden in OKC. This is just visually is what I'm saying. I don't care about the money that he's getting. I know about how talented he's getting. I'm talking about the passion. When you watch players like Kobe, Barkley, Barkley struggled with weight, but Barkley still played at a high level. 
admitted that he struggled with his weight, but he never, ever shortchanged his team. Now, their personal life outside of their, outside of their sport is their personal life. But, bro, if you're going to be out all year eating, kicking it, not conditioning, and then come back into the game and come back into the season and think people ain't going to talk shit when you look like a bum, then I don't understand why you in the sport for. Your job is to help your team win. And if you're not in peak condition and you're always getting hurt, you're not def- you're not accomplishing the purpose and the reasoning why I gave you the fucking money. And I don't supposed to say shit. I don't supposed to be upset. Bullshit. If you fighting tooth and nail to get this guaranteed money, why in the fuck I can't fight tooth and nail to make sure I get my investment? This is what I understand in viewing sports and understanding. I understand the fans' frustration because you're watching this person get a lot of money and they're not doing shit. Now, when it's injury, it's different. But when it's not injury and I'm watching a player, again, it's their personal life. you at the club after the game. Okay, hey, other players did it. You're probably right. The last I seen, L.A. Showtime, yeah. He was partying, living it up. The whole team was. But they were winning championships, bro. Jordan probably was doing the same thing. Never missed a beat. He was winning championships. Kobe, winning championships. Shaq, winning championships. But did Shaq ever get called out about not coming in great shape? Sure he did. By who? Kobe being Bryant. It's disrespectful not only to the game, but to your team when you don't come in the best possible shape. I just I just don't understand the whole the whole and then then you get the commentators want to be on their ass. Like again, again, these are most of the commentators that are not athletes are commentators that want to be sports people. I'm I'm telling you, that wants to be the athlete. Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. You ain't an athlete if you didn't. I don't get I'm not counting no fucking high school. I'm not counting fucking college. Fuck that. I'm counting pros. Next level. Yeah, I, you can be an athlete. You can participate in sports in high school and college. But you know when you make it a career, that's something different. But if you never played, though, like if you never got no burn, come on, man. Shut up. I don't want to hear you. I ain't going to lie to you. That's why I love I love J.J. Riddick now. Because he was a successful high school, college, professional. So I I take more from him. Right? I, I value his point of view. And Stephen A. is the one getting paid all the money to talk and say dumb shit. To elevate players one week and tear them down the next. What type of shit is that? How am I the greatest... Uh, 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 one week, and then next week I suck, and I need to get back into the gym, and I should be uh, 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 ashamed of myself. Dog, sports is an up and down game, but what makes a player great is consistency. If I'm more consistent than I'm inconsistent, I can afford to have a bad game here and there, and a fucking team is not gonna fucking let me keep 
doing what I'm doing. At some point, they're going to make a scheme and they're going to do something. Fans that never played don't understand that. They're thirsty for you to keep doing what you're doing. And sometimes they're going to support you, sometimes you're not. But that's the crazy thing about sports and fans and sports commentators. And sometimes the player puts themselves in that situation to have to deal with that shit. The purpose of you getting all that money is for you to give me my returns on investment. I fucking give you $500 million. I want $500 million of conditioning. I want $500 million of dedication to keep yourself in great shape. I want $500 million of dedication to making sure that the team wins because that's what I just fucking gave you. Forget the part we know you rich and set for life. No one's telling you not to enjoy your life. But when it's getting close to the season starting up again, you need to cut shit off and get yourself in the fucking gym. And that's what I love about LeBron James. You love about Kobe Bryant. These dudes love the game purely from the bottom of their soul. And they're getting everything that comes to them financially due to their passion. But you're going to have, it's more passion than less passion less players in the league than passion players because once you got it you can't do shit about it that's just facts you can't do nothing about it you done already gave these motherfuckers the money a la James Harden the nigga he don't care excuse me he's not a nigga the ninja cause I am I am African American man and I love my black people but this ninja this brother don't care he comes in overweight every time every time I watch him his stomach is over his short line he doesn't have a major injury he's not dealing with a back injury he's dealing with it a selfishness injury meaning it's about me he's already been a star it's not easy to go back to where y'all want him to go he's already been the man you can watch him sometimes give up in the game or completely just shut out, shut, shut, shut down if he don't want to play or don't want to be somewhere. That's a bad teammate. That's not somebody you want to go to war with. And you got gunfire, motherfuckers shooting at you, trying to kill you, and you turn around and you see your partner running. All you see is his ass cheeks as he's running away. That's not who you want to go to war with. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I'm keeping it 100. So the point I'm saying is when you see a person you root for struggling, sometimes it is about injury. And sometimes you have to be patient. You have to allow a person to get himself back to where he needs to be. It takes team work from the, from the ownership, the player, to really focus on getting back on track in any sport. And fans need to be patient and understand that. But if you have a player that's blatantly just, dude, I'm rich. I don't give a fuck. I do what I want to do. What you going to do? Nothing. The owner, you're, you're screwed. You're just sitting there and watching, looking stupid. <laughs> <coughs> Why this person is flying around the world, talking to 30 women, on yachts, eating shrimp, getting... You know, doing everything. He's everything but trying to get better. And then that's where you give the food for 
the vultures, which is the fans, and the sports commentators to talk crazy about you. Like any job, take your job serious. Whether you're getting $30 million a year or you're getting $15 an hour. When you're hired by somebody, they put trust in you to that you can perform like you said that you could or that you showed that you could and for the reason you got that raise or the reason you got that promotion because you showed the dedication and the passion. Keep that same fire. Keep that same desire that got you the financial freedom that you have or that promotion that you got. And I think players lose sight of that because they got so much damn guaranteed money. And I want all the players to get their money, period. But you should at least do right by those that have gave you that financial freedom to be able to take care of your family for generations, man. Hey, bro, just put the effort in. That's all I'm saying. Put the effort in. Don't do that to your fan base. Don't do that to your teammates. Don't do that to yourself. Get into the best shape of your life. Do what the hell you got to do. Fans, have a little compassion. If the, if the guy's a bum, I get it. But if he's not, he's just struggling, injuries happen. Commentators, make sense when you talk. Don't, don't say dumb things. Okay? Don't, don't try to look. Look. You know, sometimes you just want the clown show. And like I said, it's entertainment, man. You want to say the most outlandish thing. And that's what the fuck goes on. That's why Kevin Durant, like, how can you respect some sports commentators when they just don't really keep it 100? You, 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 you'll take criticism when it's coming from somebody that's 100 and you just not saying dumb shit. From day to day, it changes. Sometimes you just look up for shit to talk about. But skeeting past that, man, I want to slide into one more thing. And this is my opinion. And all of this is an opinion. Why in the fuck do we have fucking drafts in any fucking sport? If when you draft a fucking player, and I'm sorry I'm cussing, but I'm this shit is irritating. You draft a fucking player and you don't goddamn develop them. And I'm going to give you examples of fucking teams that draft and don't fucking develop. That's every fucking team damn near. You have a, sl- a slight percentage of teams that actually develop their players. And the number one target for me, because I live in this goddamn state, is the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. You always freaking talking about fucking going out here, getting a fucking player, grabbing another player. Why in the fuck are you drafting your players if you're not developing them to help you on the floor? That shit burns me up. Stop entering the draft. If you see that the player is not getting better, release him. If you're not doing everything in your power to get this player to get onto the floor to help you so you don't have to fucking always go out and get a fucking... $50 million player. You do your team no justice when you draft players and you don't fucking develop them. Why in the fuck do you have players on the team if you're not going to use them? I got 15 players. I only use seven. Why in the fuck I got the other eight? Why is it I can't go to my bench for a spark? 
if I don't have trust, then how did I have the evaluation to sign this person? You need to be fired. If you're not willing to give the player you drafted the opportunity to get better, to become a valuable member of your team, then why in the fuck did you draft them? That's how I would feel. When you see teams like Golden State, they're drafting and fucking developing. Kaminga, Wiseman, Poole, Looney. This is why they are on the brink of winning a fucking championship. And they don't have to go out there and grab all these different fucking players to add to boost up their level of play. They got a lot of scoring punch already because they allow these players to develop. Sometimes you think you know everything because you've been in the sport for a long fucking time. You're a coach. You've been coaching for 30 years. You know what the hell you're doing. A GM, you know what the hell you're doing. Dude, it's not that fucking difficult. And you're making too much of it. And you think you're fucking an expert all the time. Experts get fired. 30-year players, uh, coaching players get fired. Why? Because you do not expand how you need to make your brand better. You think getting better is always going outside of your team to get better. Sometimes you have to do that. But once you get a core, the most financially responsible thing to do, so you ain't got to spend $75 million over the fucking luxury tax, is develop the players that you get. Don't that fucking make sense? It makes sense to me. Why is the Bucks constantly drafting players, not developing them, not playing them? And then talking about what they need to do to go outside and get a player to help Giannis. Think about if they really fucking let these players they they, they get actually let these players play. The only way they're going to fucking get better is to play in hard and tough situations. You can't. They're not going to get better playing in cupcake situations. It has to be a tough situation to get better. We watch Jordan Poole improve every year. If you're drafted in the first fucking round, you're getting burned. Period. We're going to make sure you get better, period. We're going to put you in a situation to see, period. In the playoffs, when your back is against the wall and you got players on that goddamn bench and your starter's not getting it fucking done, I'm looking for a spark. Somebody's going to get out here. I got to see what I got because I'm not going to move forward with this shit if I can't use them. Why do I have Giannis' brother on the bench? It's easy because I got Giannis and I want to keep Giannis happy. At some point, you're like, look, bro, your, your, your brother's not helping. He's a great cheerleader, but we're trying to win ships. So sometimes you got to make tough choices. You're going to sometimes trade your favorite player, get rid of your favorite partner. You think the fucking Bulls gave a fuck about getting rid of Charles Oakley? Jordan was upset. Okay. Okay. Go play. He gone. It is what it is. That's going to make you leave a championship opportunity? No. That's that's asinine and dumb to think that somebody will make a decision based off you having a player on a team. But the Bucks obviously think that. Budenholzer got a championship now. That's fine. But I'm watching over in San Antonio how Pop have to develop all the young players that he's got drafted. And it's a lot of growing pains. But it pays off. If you stay persistent, Jordan, Norway, shows flashes. He's a scorer. 
you're lacking scoring. You need some type of spark. If you're not going to use your players that you draft, stop fucking drafting. Why have a draft? If you're not going to actually develop the player to actually help your team. The Bucks suck. And there and it's a lot of teams that suck at fucking drafting. They live through free agency. Man, sometimes you don't have to worry about that if you draft, develop, and can eye talent. And the most important thing about eyeing talent and drafting, the type of player you get, how does he perform in pressure moments? Does he shrink or does he rise? Jordan shoots, man. He doesn't care. So he already shows swag. But when you have a coach in an organization that stifles talent, when you had Giannis, you let Giannis grow. You have to let players get better. A lot of these players don't get better. It's because of their organization. You don't have to always go out and spend $90 million, bro. If you just take care of home, take care of your farm system. Get Develop the players that can help you win some ships. You didn't have this brother for two or three years. He should be somewhere where he can average at least 13, 14 points. He should at least get 15 minutes off the bench. No, you'd rather put a player on that plays hell of a defense and only can score five points. Oh, because his defense is not that well. But his offense is well. I'd rather have somebody that can score than somebody that can defend. And his offense and defense is not that bad. So that type of shit irritate me. Get rid of the fucking draft. It's useless if you're not going to fucking use the players. You don't have to always go out on free agency if you just do what you got to do at home. Just that fucking simple. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. That burns me up, dude. I hate watching teams that don't have the firepower coming off the bench because they don't, they, they scared to use the players that you drafted them. You made the selection. How in the fuck you don't want to use them? That's, that shit is crazy to me. But anyway, man, I'm about to get out of here. I appreciate you guys listening and giving me an opportunity to speak to you. But other than that, I'm about to roll out. And I always like to roll out on some uh, Jamaica kind of Hispanic type music, so I'm going to ride out on it. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Side this, side this. Son las tres AM y me acordé de ti. Mi nota no es la misma si tú no estás aquí. Nadie me lo hace como tú lo haces. Contigo mi mente vuela sin meterme un pase. Te quiero ver pa' quitarnos la ropa. Que el humo nos arropa. Ponle seguro a la recámara. Y acércate a la cámara. Con el FaceTime para verte. Deja la luz.